0: And we just want to give you um, a little idea, a little insight into what we're doing. Um, We presently divide this church into three main compartments. We have our small groups, which is basically our zones that cater for people. We have our service groups, which cater for our events and our meetings and our services. And then we have the management and the fellowship groups. And that's how we've been running church for a while. The management groups handle the things that happen behind the scenes. Many things have to take place for service to hold on a Sunday morning. It's not just the choir we see or the projection we see. There are many, 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 many other things. Praise God. So we want to introduce a fourth group or a fourth platform or a fourth pillar for the church this season. And um, we are calling them para-church groups. Let me quickly invite some of the people that are just going to discuss with me on the panel today. Um, Honorable, I have to get used to saying that, Feminuga. Please put your hands together for him as he comes. Don't just clap, say Honorable as well. Honorable Feminuga. Pastor Duke Boyakinsu, please come. You can clap better, come on. Mr. Tunde Woye Foster. And I think I saw Dr. Odia come in. All right, Dr. Odia, please put your hands together for her. All right, Mrs. Adelanwa is supposed to join us. So if she comes in, if we've not finished the discussion, I hear she's just around the corner. Um, she will join us. Praise God. Okay, so as I was saying, we want to introduce this platform or pillar in church of, um, again, for now, I'm calling them para church groups. And basically, the idea is to um, create a platform for people that their ministries or their interests or um, the passions they have it's outside the four walls of the church you see all the other three groups i mentioned the management and the fellowship groups um, the service groups and the small groups they focus on the church and god said putting on my heart that look you need to create a platform for people that what they do mainly where they spend the most of their time and their effort it's outside the church And this is what God said. He said, this will bring a lot of stability into your church. So um, Feminuga, Honorable Feminuga, is into politics, is a counsellor. What's the area again? Uh, Mushin local government, is it? Okay. Um, Tunde Foster is an entrepreneur, a businessman. So he's representing entrepreneurs. Dr. Odia, well, that goes without saying, she's representing medical personnel, And pastor, Dupe. What do you do again? was that thing you do again? <laughs> because you have a pastor. She does a lot of training for career professionals and entrepreneurs. And finally, Mrs. Adelangwa Jr. She actually has a new social community initiative to be teaching English to secondary um, school pupils. So I just want them to talk briefly. I have a few questions I'm going to ask people. And... Um, We just want to give you an idea of what we are trying to do. We are just setting this up. We expect it to grow um, as time goes on. There are many people that come to church that struggle to connect with the things we do in church. And that's not the best way to do church. It's not just enough for you to be in church and be attending the meetings. You really need to connect. You need to find where you belong. Some of us have found where we belong, and that's helping us to flourish tremendously. In fact, what we are talking about today, fixing financial challenges, I think part of the problem many people have is they are not planted where they ought to be. They are not functioning where they ought to be. So it's difficult to flourish. So I believe for those of you that um, if everything we do in church is really not found something that really resonates with you, connects with you, maybe this platform can be the answer you have been looking for. And, of course, by God's grace, we will um, introduce other platforms as we go on. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Okay, that tells me you are listening. Let me start with Honorable. Um, Politics, 2019 is around the corner. Just give us a view what's happening currently in your field and your area of interest. Just a snapshot what's going on. What, what's going on?
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah. A um, lot um, is are happening in Nigerian politics today, um, but the focus uh, right now is the 2019 election. A new party are springing up, the old one are strategizing, and not too young to campaign. Uh, not too young to run. Campaign is going on. So a lot are happening. So those are just the focus of uh, the people in. Niger. Okay, and
0: next one, Christians. Um, Is there a place for Christians in politics and can they make impact, can they make a difference? Let let me, because that's what is really going to uh, make sense to people here. What what You are a believer, I hope, (laughs) still a believer. (laughs) So if if there are other believers that want to go into politics, is is there room for them? Is is there,
1: yeah. Okay, yes. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of room for them to come in. Um, it's that time for Christians to get involved in the things of politics, yeah. uh, because um, average of the politicians are unbeliever, and we don't expect um, different things to happen when you are still using the same uh, people to rule us. So it's not just enough for us to talk about the things that are wrong in the country, but to participate to get involved in the things of politics. Not necessarily, you don't have to um, go out there for an elected uh, office, you can join, there's a CDA around uh, your neighborhood in the community, you can join, contribute to quota, landlords, associa- uh, landlords association, uh, appointment offices, and all that. So you don't have to necessarily contest for an election, but you can, you can also get involved Get involved in the things of Christian.
0: Uh, all right, politics. thank you. Please put your hands together for him. Mr. Foster, the businessman. Of course, many people are into business. And I even want to put the same question to you. Um, Christians in business, what is it like now? Particularly with some of the challenges we have in this part of the world okay. and the recession we had recently. I hear we are out of the recession now as a nation. Yes, sir. But I don't know if everybody is feeling that we are out of the recession yet. So what's it like being a Christian in business, entrepreneurship, and all that?
2: Well, I think it's great being a Christian business. Um, no matter what is going on, I want to think, well, I don't know people's experiences, but I want to think people see trust Christians. Um, you see, um, like you said, a lot of unbelievers are not um, participating in politics. These unbelievers, um, a, a lot of unbelievers are, believers are the ones that participate in politics. These unbelievers now use Christians to not get the things they want to do done. You know what I'm saying? So I believe people I don't trust understand. Christians.
0: They'll use Christians to get Yes, I mean, out, like.
2: in, in their parastatals or in their something, they know that these guys can get the job done. So okay, I mean, to do the
0: yeah, work. Yeah, to do the work, to okay. get the
2: real work done. So I think Christians are a place, especially if you attend a great church like this, where you're taught excellence, you know, you can go the extra mile. I know there's corruption out there and all those kind of things, but people will still look for that person that can get that job done no matter what happens, you know, so it happens to us a lot where somebody, does, you bid for something, they don't give you, yeah? They give another person. They're not that person to so come give and give you. you. So, so let you that know. person do it. But, you, know, you see that a lot. Yes, it happens. So if you are good at what you do, you still, <laughs> there's no way. You must still find a way. So there's a lot of room for Christians, especially when you have integrity. So they know you have integrity. They still want to do their own whatever, but they're like, you know, that guy is still <laughs> the people I want. So I think there's a lot of room if, um, as a believer, you stand your ground and also if you operate the spiritual principles of Sita and harvest, you know there will always be a way there will always be room for you something will always open up for you somehow somewhere all right
0: thank you sir dr odia i want to ask you this one is a very interesting one um you are a medical practitioner and you know that field itself is very demanding um, it won't be unthinkable to realize that many doctors are not in church this morning working in a hospital, attending to people. Um, Sickness doesn't respect people Sunday morning. If someone needs an emergency, um, they need to be attended to. So do you feel a sense of calling to what you are doing as a medical practitioner? Does it feel like a calling at times? And can it be seen as a calling?
3: Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say yes. That to a large extent so um, just like
0: i feel called to be a pastor exactly. you feel called to be a doctor exactly okay
3: i think it's a it's it has to be a true calling as it were otherwise you would do it in a very shabby way because a large part of being a medical person a practitioner is that you have to have empathy for mm. the other person for, for whoever your patients some you. people. Yeah. yes So and if empathy is not doesn't exist in your persona, if your persona doesn't exhibit empathy, it's difficult for you to practice, and practice honestly okay. from the mind. And being a Christian, and I mean a believer, not just a Christian, and in medicine, I feel that these are two elements that you can't separate that will take you a long way. Because if, the, if you have empathy already as a medical person and you are now a believer, chances are you can connect better with your patients and you can also even stand in faith with them yeah for their healing and for whatever it is so most times i pray with my patients if need be okay. yes if they if they are, if i see that there's somebody that would require this and is open to it and it allows them to open up more to you and i think this even stretches beyond just doctors even nurses do that yeah all, yeah, all medical all the medical uh, different so there is plenty of room
0: in that field to do ministry Oh, there's a lot work. of
3: room a lot of room because people come kind of broken, but in the body, some in the spirit, right. and so when they come, you are really be, you 've been positioned to be able to minister to them at that level yeah. and take it beyond just treating their physical body okay. so if you find yourself in that position, you should be able to. Uh, maximize it and use the opportunity to you know bring them more into the faith that they have
0: okay Pastor the same thing you I think what you are doing now mainly is training coaching um, career professionals employees and all that and you're also a pastor so we know the pastor one is calling this training thing you are doing (laughs) Um, in what way does it feel like a calling what you do And generally, people that work in the career space, can that be a calling for them and things like that?
4: Absolutely. So um, what exactly is a calling? What do we mean by this is my calling, this is my ministry, or this is what I believe I've been created to do? A calling simply means what you're doing to solve a problem, all right? So you can be in the career space and actually be fulfilling God's plan and purpose for your life, and that's where God has sent you to. Um, The Bible says that the knowledge of the glory of God shall be, shall spread you know like waters covering the sea for me personally i had always been Um, very, very averse to ignorance. I do not like ignorance. I mean, when Mm. somebody says, I do not know, or your actions exhibit that either you do not know what you're capable of doing or what you should know as a person, I I feel the need to enlighten. So over the years, i thought, okay, maybe at some point I'll be a lecturer or something, but it just never really jived. But it was after going through my practice as an HR person, I discovered that, you know, there is actually that grace on me that helps people you know, discover, you know, uncover some of the things they have or things they should know about a particular thing. So I believe I'm a knowledge expert, and that's where I'm, I'm, I'm playing.
0: All right. So one of the things I, I think God wants us to do, like I said earlier, a lot of Christians just don't feel fulfilled serving inside church. Either they are not doing anything, or they can't find that thing that they can do with excellence inside church or and what is really in their heart is out there so um and that's really where we want to set up these platforms one want to let people know that look if that's where you feel drawn to you feel called to it's okay um because the way god designed the church and the commandment god has given the church is that we should go out there not just to stay in here and um training people, uh, making people better, um, it's something that definitely is needed. Okay, we have just five minutes. Now, your own, I saved you for last. Um, I just want you to just brief the church what it is God has put on your heart and what you want to start doing. Very briefly then,
5: I will will ask. Thank you, sir. So um, the idea is basically to give back to the society, help students, especially the ones in... um, government-owned schools to get extra tutorials for major exams that they would be writing. That's WIEC, um, Junior Waec, Waec, Jamb, Neco, for those that did not pass Waec and all of that. So basically that's what we, we are looking at doing.
0: So it's something, I remember when I read the testimony of how it started, and we won't have the time to share the testimony, but it's something God put on your heart, okay? And I know you've not started yet. You're, you're about to start. But you've done something like this before.
5: Yes, we okay. have. So at some point, I had a, just like four people come together to teach maths and English for, I think that was about three years ago, for a few students in a school I volunteered in years back. So we've done something like that before, but we are also, WIEC is almost done now, so we are looking to start Junior WIEC next week.
0: Okay, question does it give you fulfillment?
5: Yes, it does, very much. Because um, looking at our society today, education is like at the lowest cadre. Our graduates are not sound. Our secondary school um, certificate holders, they are not, if you ask them to speak English, just common English, layman, it's not understandable. You You will struggle to hear. So in my head, I'm like, what exactly can I give we can give them um, skill acquisition, is good. They can make money from it here and there. But what is that thing that they will carry with them for a lifetime and they will look back and say thank you. Because of you, I'm doing this XYZ. Let me just quickly say this. A student that I taught in a, volu- in, um, in a voluntary class years back, the guy saw me, helped me to fix my tire, and he said, because of you, I'm, I always want to speak English. And that's like nine years apart. So you can imagine what it would do to somebody now that because of you, I passed my GCO or I passed my JAMB and then I was able to get a university education. And it's not, just, it's not just helping them to do JAMB and all of that. For those that come out with very excellent results, we can push them out and pull funds together and also help them to get into the school of their choice. So it's, just, it's not... Um, just writing the jam, you also push them ahead to get a life. And years down the line, I'm sure fulfillment will set in for them and for me too. All right. That's good.
0: Um, let me put the same question to everybody as we wrap up. Do you find, for Pastor Dupuy, do you find fulfillment in what you're doing?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I put up a post a few days ago. For the past few days, I've been waking up 3 a.m., you know, every day, not, not to because prepare someone. I couldn't sleep, not because I have a burden. What did you say? Not to
0: prepare someone. <laughs> when I wake up 3 a.m., I to prepare to, to to someone. To
4: hear from heaven for the workplace. <laughs> you know, and it, it comes so, str- I mean, effortlessly, it's something I look forward to. It's something that each time I get back home, I'm like, wow, I can confidently say that I sleep and I had a successful day. Why? Yeah. Because the fulfillment, the feedback you get from people like, wow, my life, my perception, months after trainings happened, a lady, I mean, a lady wrote to me and said, Modupe, the, the session you had with us at the retreat, you know, has significantly improved, not just my professional life, but uh, my personal absolutely. life. I'm more effective. And that's what life
0: is about. You know, you should be effective. And the focus is training on how people can excel. Absolutely. Their Capacity
4: development so that you maximize your potentials. Right. That's the end of our session.
0: Doc. You too? Do you find, or are you just doing this for what? Do you find fulfillment? Definitely.
5: Uh, how, think, how, how, do you? I think
3: for me, knowing that you, you touch people's lives and um, the feedback is always key. The feedback is normally very positive. Yeah, and sometimes even people, people in
0: church tell me how you counsel them. People, I hear your name popping up here and there, doctor. There this, doctor. There that. So.
3: people, I think for I think maybe because of the, the profession itself to we try as much as possible not to uh, be too much out there, but people know they can find us. And the reason is because of confidentiality. It's not everybody that wants, I don't think anybody wants their health business outside. So when you even manage people, you try to just keep it one-on-one and not uh, a general knowledge. But you know to a large extent that whatever you're doing, people do acknowledge it and they keep sending referrals. So it's because they believe in what you're doing. And they get, they get that connection.
0: All right. Oga, I know obviously you'll be happy when money comes in. <laughs> but let's leave the money aside. Um, do you find fulfillment in running your own business? And how, yes. and how does that happen?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's the best thing in the world. because uh-uh. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, the best thing in the world. Let, let me, me tell you what I'm asking me, this. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you yeah. what I'm saying. I find a lot of
0: fulfillment pastoring. When people share the kind of testimonies we had today. And I hear that almost every day. Someone called me yesterday, he just got a new job, far better than, he, he lost his job some months ago, was just, I mean, I just told him, man, you've colored my day. It's, so I, I find a lot fulfillment what I'm doing,
2: so. Yes, I find a lot fulfillment what I'm doing. Number one, the fact that you can help a particular client to do something, and you see the effect. Maybe okay. in their competition they take, some market share, like yeah, man, we did that. Then number two, because you can employ people. I mean, I employ about ten people. So you just come to office, you're like ah, good. And I can run away do protocol work for one week. I'm not there. <laughs> the money is coming. It's So a apart from the
0: money, there's <laughs> fulfillment.
2: There's a lot of fulfillment. I uh, know. My, of
0: course, the money too brings uh, fulfillment. money.
2: Money is a good <laughs> fulfillment. <laughs>
0: Why did you go into politics? Talking about fulfillment, because you, you are also a businessman and you are still a business. You're still running your business, right? Okay. So, what's uh, drew you into politics? And do you, you, you are relatively new, right? Do you find fulfillment? I saw some pictures. You guys were cleaning gutter and things like that. So what's your own?
1: Okay. Um, the reason why I went into politics is because um, uh, I find that in my community there is a lot of things that need to be done. And, and I find, also find that a lot of things just sit out there they just talk and complain and, talk and, talk and, complain, and they don't mm. do anything about it so i took that step and i mean from that day till now the journey has been so smooth the kind of divine relationship and all that so and yeah, right you're now you're always I, taking pictures with big boys this <laughs> uh, right now um, the kind of life uh, i mean it gives me a platform to touch more lives to impart more lives and for one thing that is common in my community is, ah, ah, we will cancel our review. We, ah, we will know if we will. And things like that happen, I mean, I get that kind of feedback. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, our time is up. Please,
0: let's put our hands together for our panel.